0: This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For
1: hundreds of years, we've brought you the news. Our lives. Post-literation, critical reading, dumbed-down nation, signs have been breededed, TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse just about dead. we well, ride the dinosaur, yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in the open each day,
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Navel Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindy.org. Follow us on Twitter, at Valley Indie. Subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Valley Independent Sentinel. Very special guest today, the new Derby Middle School principal, whose last name I'm already, I know I'm going to butcher it. I have a mental block against it. I apologize in advance. Please welcome to the podcast. Rachel Caggiano. Very good. Very good. Yes. So congratulations on the uh, new gig. You are now the principal at Derby Middle School. Yes. And previously, you were the athletic director and assistant principal at the high school.
2: Correct. For the past three years, I've been the assistant principal and athletic director at Derby High School. And then about a week ago, officially now, I was appointed the Derby Middle School principal.
0: Did they just spring it on you? Did you apply for the job? Or they're just like, how, how does that work?
2: I applied for the job. There was a posting, applied for the job, went through the full interview process, and then uh, was informed that I was selected as the candidate that they wanted to put forward to the board. And then on Thursday, I got the appointment uh, officially from the board. So I was very excited and very excited for this next chapter uh, in my career and uh, to continue to be a part of the Derby family. And I thought the the purpose
0: of this podcast is just to get to know you a little bit. Uh, You know, I I was saying before, there's no questions I've really prepared in advance. I have no agenda uh, per se. So tell us about where you're from originally.
2: Sure. I uh, I was born and raised in North Branford, Connecticut. Really in Northford, Connecticut, because it's kind of one of those towns where it's one town. But I live in the village of Northford, uh, so we make that distinction that we live in Northford or North Branford. But I, I is this
0: is this a snobby thing we're talking I about? Know, is this like a Huntington it, Shelton thing?
2: <laughs> it's I'm it's so. one of those things where you know two different sides of the town. I live in the Northford side, much more farmland. Okay. Uh, so that's uh. But I was have grown up in Northford, lived there my whole life. Uh, graduated from North Brantford High School in uh, 2002. Uh, so really, that's kind of where I've come from. I've kept those roots uh, in North Branford. Still live there today. We're um, raising our daughter there in North Branford. So it's How really daughter. Been a, she's 11. She's 11 years old. Her name is Mercedes. Uh, she's,
0: I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Does it get easier or no?
2: It gets easier. It gets easier. I think we're approaching uh, We're approaching middle school, so oh, wow. uh, it, it will oh, be. That's, that's fascinating. You know, she'll be entering sixth grade, and I'll be entering the middle school world, so at least we'll kind of be at the same place for a little while. So,
0: Where'd you go to college?
2: I went to college at Southern, uh, pursued my degree in special education, uh, and then got my administrative degree at uh, Sacred Heart University. Um, so Southern Owl. Got that on my door.
0: I mean, that's known, and that produces a lot of teachers. uh, It does. Southern's known for
2: education, uh, especially special education for sure. And so, where was your first job
0: uh, in the profession?
2: I started off my career uh, kind of in the private sector. I began Aces uh, in Hamden. Uh, Explain to
0: me what that is as an as an ignoramus. I don't know. I kind of know. Yeah,
2: Aces is it's called a resk school. Uh, So it's it was a full special ed high school uh, that I worked at. I had about eight students uh, in my class when I started with with varying disabilities. So some students had um, emotional challenges. I had a student who um, was wheelchair bound. Uh, But I really kind of, that's where I kicked off my career uh, in the special ed world. Special ed has always been something kind of that was near and dear to my heart. My mother is a special ed teacher of about 30 years now. Uh, so it where kind of followed teach? in her face. She teaches she? in North Branford. Okay. Um, so uh, she teaches in North Branford High School. And um, Oh,
0: so you grew up and your mom was a teacher in the school?
2: Correct. mom was a teacher. My mom was a fifth grade teacher when I was in fifth grade. Okay. Uh, and then uh, about 10 years ago now, she transitioned to uh, North Branford High School. So uh, it, she's always been kind of my ace in my pocket. So with her vast experience in special ed, uh, we, I rely on her sometimes for her 30 years of knowledge if I need that extra boost uh, of information.
0: And did you, growing up, did you always want to go into education? Did you know it was something you'd go into?
2: Yeah. from As a young child, I knew kind of right away that education was going to be my path. Um, there was really never any other consideration of any other um passion. It just was really something that I had my heart set on. Uh, thought I'd always be in the classroom, uh, but those things changed, you know, for me. And now, uh, now that I'm on the other side, as an administrator, I remember being a teacher and I try to really take that with me uh, as a principal now and remember about what it felt like to be a teacher. Because sometimes I think teachers, it you sometimes people can forget what it's like to be in that classroom day mm. in and day out.
0: And uh, how about your brother sisters? I do. Going I forward? have a
2: brother. Uh, his name's Jeff. He's two years younger than me, and he uh, works for United Illuminating, so he's always around. Actually, I saw him today on thirty-four. So oh, that's, really? Uh, he's doing some work. Always, from line work. Uh, always or something exciting. Like that? Okay. Correct. Always exciting to see my brother for me in the, the UI truck.
0: Dad, what type of work did, uh, did your father is your father doing or doing sure. or what? My
2: my father's uh, has always been kind of in the construction industry, um, so he he continues to work in the construction industry today.
0: And so, okay, so you started off at ACES, special education teacher. Mm-hmm. How did you uh, wind up here in Derby?
2: A- after ACES, I actually went uh, to Boys and Girls Village in Milford for a period of time. Uh, and what's that? At what Boys and Boys- Girls Village is, again, a special ed school. Okay, gotcha. Um, and it's for students, basically, districts outplace students there uh, to get additional services. So if a school district kind of just can't provide exactly everything that's needed, Uh, These schools exist, and so I was at Boys and Girls Village for a period of time, um, for two years, and uh, I ran into someone named Kim Krieger. Uh, I don't know if Michael Krieger and Raymond Krieger's mother. She's a school nurse uh, at Boys and Girls Village. And she was
0: a former longtime BOE member.
2: Correct. Okay, gotcha. Uh, And we were just talking one day, and she said, hey, there's a job opening for a special ed teacher at Derby High School. Have you ever thought, you know, had any interest uh, in going to the public sector, from the private sector? And uh, I applied and um, it worked out, and I got the job at Derby High School. And uh, what year was that? That was in 2011, so it's, it's been, it's gone quick, but it's been eight hmm. years of, uh, it seems like yesterday I came to Derby, but it's been a little bit of time that I've been here.
0: Okay, and so you, you've been a, a public school uh, special education teacher at Derby High School, and then uh, you've made the transition to the administrative side, and that started with uh, being assistant principal at the high school and and athletic director. Right? It actually That's-
2: started with I was a, it was a special ed teacher at the high school for two years. Then I transitioned to uh, supervisor of special ed secondary. Um, what does that mean? I was basically in charge of overseeing special education, all the special ed teachers, uh, and I did six through twelve. Miss Sheridan was my counterpart, and she did the elementary side. So we did that together for two years. Then the opportunity came. Uh, where Mr. Pascal became the high school principal. Uh, the opening came for the assistant principal, and I took a shot at becoming the assistant principal. And three years ago, uh, we joined up as a team and, and started to work together at Derby High School.
0: And what was what's the job of an assistant principal? Is it like a good cop, bad cop thing? I, in my mind, I have it. I don't even know if there's any proof of this. I'm just talking... Uh, but like the principal is kind of the good cop and then the assistant principal is the one that actually has to like discipline the kids and do all the stuff that
2: sometimes Mr. Pascal and I definitely had a unique um, vibe between us that we could play off uh, that route. My, my responsibilities were more discipline. But it really, I think it was a perk for me to also be the athletic director during that time. A large majority of our students, are student athletes so being the athletic director and being the assistant principal really helped kind of keep those lines of communication open with coaches and kids um, and and being able to understand uh, things happen sometimes um, and then just being athletic director
0: first of all you you replace someone who had the job for a, a very long time uh whose name escapes Joe me. Orzetti I, to, I apologize <laughs> sorry I was hoping you could read yeah, my yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. Joe Orzetti. as yeah. I was saying that yeah Mr. Orzetti had it for a long time uh is that and i hear that's a tough job in general and you're wearing two hats there and i mean 20 years ago athletic director was its own thing i believe uh the the fact that you held two administrative positions did you like pull your hair out and stay stay up at night or like what was that like it
2: it was it was a little bit of a challenge um
0: or do you still have it are they or is there gonna have are gonna have somebody else do that
2: as right now the, the position um the assistant principal position is posted and they're looking at what uh, the board's going to determine how they're going to move forward with the athletic director. Um, but for right now, I'm still going to be uh, in charge of, or remain on the the field project. Uh, so I gotcha, initiated okay. oh, that's uh, right, that's a major happening. part of the field project. Um, and I've kind of been in so many meetings that it's, it's near and dear to my heart. and I want to see the completion of it for the kids. Um, so in speaking with Dr. Conway, I said, you know, I really want to remain a part of this field project, even though I've, kind of transition to the principal. Just want to make sure everything um, comes to fruition for the kids because it's really going to be an amazing thing.
0: For anybody who who doesn't know, basically Derby is uh, the high school, middle school campus there on Chatfield uh, near Derby Neck Library and all that are redoing. And uh, nutmeg are redoing all their fields. I mean, if you drive, I just drove by this morning, and they're really making progress. It's you know, I thought for years I ah, would we'll just talk about it; it'll never actually happen. But it's it's, it's happening. Really moving. So.
2: It's really moving now. Uh, so uh, once completed, we will have a brand new uh, baseball field, brand new football field, brand new track, brand new field house, and then we'll have uh, some softball facilities up top closer to the high school. So really, a revamping of all of the sports fields for the kids. Um, and hopefully it kind of becomes a centerpiece for for the community, um, mm. for everyone to c- be able to use it and experience this, you know, great opportunity that we were afforded.
0: And they're taking down the field house. And I've seen some things on Facebook. People are emotional. They're taking down the field house. We, we have, uh,
2: we have, it, it's, everything's moving very quickly. So uh, it's, Sometimes it seems like the next day it'll be down. Um, I go down there, like you said, and the work has just been really uh, progressing, in pro- yeah. in progressing quickly. We have gone in um, to the field house and secured as much memorabilia and kind oh, of those important okay. pieces as we could. What um, are some of those things? There, were, I've never even been inside. Yeah, it. there were a couple different things. So, just um, for example, the um, Mr. Pishkinary's poem that hung going up the football stairs that has kind of been there for years. There's handprints on there um, that just years if you can't even so many people have touched that kind of piece of history uh, so that has come down and been preserved and it will be Restored and kind of put back into the next field house, so that we have kind of that history carried over with us. Um, another big thing that you probably saw on Facebook was there is some some HVAC duck work that over the years teams have signed. Oh, um, okay. And a couple of people were wondering if that had been restored, um, and we have plans to take that down and, and find another location for that.
0: You're not just gonna um, take that, throw it in a scrap. Right, exactly.
2: Somewhere. So, so keeping all those kind of important things, um, we've. Restoring the DeFlippo football field on the bottom of the sign. Uh, while we get a new school, new scoreboard. That kind of pieces of history will be kept. Um, so that and we- I guess that
0: that sense of community. I mean, one thing I've noticed about uh, Derby in particular, and maybe it's because I I, I live in the in the town. And if I go, my kids don't go to Derby schools. But if I'm at a uh, uh, football game, if I if I wander up there because I live near there, like I always, I've, I've seen you at a million things, Jen Moffat, who's off Mike also in the room, uh, is always at these events. Dr. Conway, uh, how important is it to be involved in the community at large? Uh, I don't know if that's different from other places you've worked. or cause It doesn't seem like it's a nine-to-five job, really, or seven-to-three.
2: Right. It, it, it definitely is not, um, and, and that's kind of what I was looking for in, in my career is is. North Brantford for me is very similar to Derby and everyone kind of knows each other um, and you have to really engross yourself in the community. That's um, why I feel I've been successful in, in my career too, so far is because I am around. I am visible for parents, for students, for community members who maybe have a question. Um, that's the important piece. It's it's really not a, a seven to three job anymore um, in education. It, kids and adults and staff need support all all the time and and you have to be available for that and it's a balance it definitely is a balance Um, but through being the athletic director I was able to kind of be involved heavily with kids and everyone else really all day long you know that late night basketball game those Friday night football games Mm. that's kind of where those some of those most important conversations and connections are made.
0: Then in terms of uh, Derby Middle School why particularly did you throw your hat into the ring to considered for that position as principal?
2: Sure. I feel that, um, you know, over the past three years, Mr. Pascal and I have really created a great working relationship together. And I feel that this will allow us to continue to enhance that working relationship, but expand kind of what we've been able to do at Derby High School. Um, So we've really worked hard on We pride ourselves on our mantra that every student matters and kind of continuing to carry that across. We are a really small district. It's important that we know every kid and their needs um, and how we can best serve the students, the staff, and and the parents. And I feel that um, heading down to Derby Middle School will allow me the opportunity to kind of better prepare some of our students for Derby High School and for the future that lays ahead of them.
0: What are some of the things you're proud of that uh, you and Mitchell Pascal have accomplished in the last few years at the high school?
2: I think we really have done a good job of establishing core relationships with with students um, that go beyond kind of the classroom. Um, I always use the example of we have just really created this independence in kids. For example, I received an email uh, a day or two ago from a student-athlete Um, asking he had met someone and wanted to know if we could pick up an extra scrimmage um, in soccer. And and it's kind of that empowerment of kids um, to reach out via email. And then he responded back, like, thank you so much for getting right back to me. You know, I it's important that they be heard, but that that's kind of growing and being an adult and solving problems, maybe on your own and us being there to support kids. Um, I appreciate, you know, really just all the well wishes I've gotten from students really makes me feel prideful that I've made those kind of deeper connections with kids other than just, that's my assistant principal. It's, it's more than that. Um, and in, in today's world, kids need a lot of people on their team.
0: Hmm. And then in in terms of the middle school itself, I mean, there's been, we we've been around since 2009 and, and, you know, maybe this happens at all schools, but there's been turnover. There's been a, I mean, I think it was uh, Mrs. Bonina was the principal when, uh, when the middle school opened. Because I remember being at the first, when they f- the first time they, they opened it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful facility. I mean, it, that, that's pretty cool there. Uh, but there's been a, a bunch of uh, principal sort of turnover uh, there. And I've heard, just again, just talking to people informally, that that's a tough job, because middle school years are the toughest to sort of teach and govern and wrangle. That's probably not the <laughs> correct word. Uh, you know, students. Uh, so, I mean, is that true? Is this sort of the, the toughest uh, age group to deal with?
2: Middle school is definitely a challenging set of years, I think, in general for kids. It's really um, that branch from fifth grade to sixth grade is, is a big jump for kids. Um, that independence level starts to um, be created and, Hormonally, things start to go a little bit crazy as well. Um, We're growing up, and for kids, it's a difficult time to try to navigate um, their friend peer groups um, and those different things. And I I just my goal is to try to really support the students and the staff and the parents to to navigate those kind of difficult times. um, To help every kid have a clear plan as to what the future looks like and what high school looks like for them. I've been in Derby for eight years. My, my goal is to really settle into Derby Middle School and create um, a new home there. I, I've created a home at Derby High School, and now I am plan to create a home at Derby Middle School.
0: And we're talking, it's 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Correct. And 6th, then 7th, how many 8th. students?
2: It's approximately 340 students.
0: Okay. Uh, so uh,
2: identical with the high school.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so what are some of your goals uh, there? I mean, like we, I don't really have any uh, contact with the middle school any, you know, in any way. We just, whatever pops up on social media. And of, a lot of times, we, uh, you know, parents will, if there's bullying or things like that, we'll sort of hear about that pop up through uh, social media. So are there any issues you, you're you looking to address right off the bat at right. the middle school? Or is it more about sort of just in, posing your own kind of brand there and philosophy
2: right now it's really been a a lot of in this first week, and it will be over the next couple of weeks, a lot of listening, Um, listening to parents, listening Mm. to what their concerns are, what do they feel some of the greatest strengths are at Derby middle school, and what are really some areas that they feel we could work on um, some things, listening to the teachers. Um, We have a really dedicated staff, Um, so I think it's important. The noise
0: in the background is a police scanner for our listeners. Sorry about that, but go ahead.
2: I think it's important to to hear directly kind of from the teachers what they feel um, they need to continue to really do this important work. Um, as well as listen to the community stakeholders. like you said, you know sometimes it is important to to check out Facebook and, and mm. look at Twitter because sometimes um, some people are unwilling or scared to reach out but may find a different form to reach out and uh, I pride myself on my door is always open, uh, my phone's always available. I have my email. Right next to me at all times. Whether it's 10 o'clock at night, if somebody needs me, I will get back to you. That's just who I am. That's how I operate my life, um, and I really want to be there for the parents, the staff, and, and the kids to to together enhance what's there and kind of instill that Derby pride. That the Derby pride is something unlike anything I've really seen, and I want to enhance what's there at Derby Middle School and really bring it alive.
0: And then what's the administrative staff like at the school? Is there a principal? Is there an assistant principal or a dean of students? How is it? just ex- describe that structure? Yep. If you Currently
2: will. at the middle school, there's a principal and a dean of students. The dean of students is Mr. Mark Russo, who joined uh, Derby Middle School towards the end of the school year. He was appointed okay. towards the end oh, of so the school Oh, so a lot year. of new people in the yeah, district. so a lot of new people Um, for Mr. Russo being new. And, and, and I think one of the kind of benefits for myself is, Having been the supervisor of special ed, I've already worked with the staff at the middle school. I've already been around a lot. So for them, although I'm new, I'm, I'm not unfamiliar. Um, everyone kind of knows who I am and what to expect um, from me.
0: Nice. And uh, that's all, we should also mention that there's a new principal at the Irving School as well. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, big big uh, changeover this year in, in Derby schools.
2: And I think what's great about our administrative team is that we really uh, work together a lot um, and cohesively with Dr. Conway as kind of our spearhead to make sure we're we're doing what's right for the district, for the families, and for the kids. Um, we, we spend a lot of hours, a lot of meetings together, um, and, and it it truly is like a family. Mm. Uh, the time we all spend together, that's kind of what I can say when people ask me about Derby, why Derby. It's, it's my family. It's my it's, it's what makes sense for me. It, it fits.
0: And another change that happened, I should mention, there's a new principal at Irving because uh, Jennifer Olson now took a job, an administrative job on the district level, I believe, as sort of a I want is it a curriculum it
2: director? It is a director oh. of curriculum, gotcha. instruction, okay. and assessment. We call her the CIA director. Oh, nice.
0: Okay. Is there anything else you want to add or talk about that I haven't asked about before we uh, call it a day here?
2: Sure. Although it's only kind of been a week, um, I will be at the middle school from this point kind of forward and Oh yeah, what's been what's the last week been like?
0: <laughs> like have you moved all your stuff over?
2: The, the high school's. Have you uh, stolen
0: anything from Martin Pascal right. out of his office? He's, he's, like he's
2: a, currently away. So oh, I, I've nice. looked at a couple of items okay. uh, that I'm going to be transitioning across. Um,
0: You're going to have a nicer office now, right? Because it's a it, brand new building, essentially. It, it, right, right. It'll be a
2: little bit bigger than Mr. Pascal's, but we'll be able Ooh. to wave at each other across the street. Uh, but the high school is currently getting new windows. Um, so my oh, office okay. is off limits at this point for right now. So eventually there'll be that transition. Um, Sent the email to the kind of to both staff saying hello and goodbye to Derby High School, Um, but like I said to the Derby High School staff, I'm I'm 25 steps across the street, so I'm not uh, saying goodbye. I'm just saying I'll be over, you know, I'll be over here, and and hopefully we can continue to work together to kind of bridge the two schools together um, going forward.
0: And I just my question that slipped out of my mind, just came back to me. There's this regionalization talk on the larger level happening with the uh, committee that's been formed by the Ansonia Board of Aldermen and the Derby Board of Aldermen, and that's all sort of working its way through a system that uh, uh, could go nowhere or could make slight suggestions or could make major uh, recommend re- or recommend major changes for the two districts, which would whatever changes would have to be approved by voters in both towns, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, does that play into like, what's the staff think about that generally are they concerned about it in any way or I think, is it something they're open to i think or? staff
2: staffer it's just something that people just are following um in the news i know for myself being here years this conversation had occurred several years ago as well um so i think it's really at this point staff are just kind of following the articles and seeing what what is kind of happening until there's kind of some more movement on it i think then people have a greater understanding but for right now i think it's always important to to look at things to be fiscally responsible and I think it makes sense for two small towns to, to take a glance at what, what looks best for both towns at this point.
0: Yeah, and what you can do possibly. What you can to, possibly so do. So there's no like, yeah. Because sometimes I worry that, because we'll see readers on our Facebook page and they think it's happening. Uh, we try to do our part to tell, but nobody listens to us. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not Channel 8
2: and I think but, uh, that sometimes some some confusing things can get out there in the, in the community. And uh, I was going to say before, uh, the plan for me is at this point, I'll be at the middle school. Uh, I would love for people to stop by, say hello, check it out. Uh, we're, we're preparing for that first day of school. Um, so if kids want to come in, uh, take a glance. Or if parents want to come in, have questions, we will be there and, you know, looking forward school?
0: to when does school start?
2: The first day of school, I believe, is the 27th, but staff are back the 23rd, so that's right around the corner.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Rachel, I want to thank you so much and congratulations thank again him. on the new position. Uh, please feel free to reach out to the Valley Indy uh, with news and events. We prefer it. If it's like you could write it up and send us a picture, we will publish anything. If we can get there to cover something, we will. But this is the entire new operation that you see, our multi-million dollar operation here. So again, well, thank you so much for stopping by.
2: Thank you, and we appreciate your uh, continued support.
1: For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. For the info, we gave you the clues. We're always sky high Changing market now threatens our lives Post-literation, critical reading Dumbed-down nation, signs have been breeding TV sucking, ideas from our head Public discourse just about dead Well, ride the dinosaur Yeah, ride the dinosaur Our readers are the Opens each day, yeah. online click bait brilliant way, yay. Yeah. It's free information you're here to stay, yay. Yeah. Not even hookers give it away, yay. Yeah. Advertising, metastasizing newsroom shrinking. Nutrition We'll ride the dinosaur We'll ride the dinosaur Social media coming free to funny pages The mayor's wages, criminal scenes, corruption schemes Ink state wretches asking tough questions Well, ride the dinosaur Yeah, ride the dinosaur The presses are running all through the night We're printing the truth with all of our might platform agnostics, got that inner whip too, buy an ad, see what we can do, we still have subscribers, still have a fans, we're here every day, so give us a chance and we'll make an art stand, just hold us in your hand, and we'll ride the dinosaur, yeah ride the dinosaur,